later on this episode. And I think if you realize, like, if you shake away a lot of the things that, like, are variables that change, you would see, like, we're all so close to each other and we're all so much more alike and we're all so connected. Welcome to another episode of At the Podium with Manuel Mesqua. This morning, I am so amped up to have the youngest guest I've ever hosted on our podcast. My very good friend, uh, just somebody who's become very, very important to me personally uh, beyond the, you know, the professional relationship, Demetrius Harmon. And I call him Meech. So I checked in with them before we started this discussion to make sure that I could call him Meech the entire time. And so Demetrius Harmon will be known as Meech the rest of this morning. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's a poet. He's a creative director. He's the founder of You Matter and You Matter University. I'm rocking his hoodie this morning. My boy Meech, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could be with me. Thank you for having me. You know, it's funny that you have on my hoodie and I don't have on my hoodie, but it's an early morning and I don't typically do these, but you know, we make it work for many. I, I, you know, I, and, and Meech and I were chuckling on two quick topics. I'm, I'm walking into the firm and, and y'all know I, you know, I'm, I'm the steward and team captain to a very meaningful uh, financial planning and financial services firm in the great state of Michigan. And I'm walking into the firm this morning with a hoodie on and everyone is like doing a double take. On, is he all right? <laughs> number two, though, number two, though, I get on this call with him and he's got headphones on. And I look at my guy, Chad Miles, Chad, one of the most brilliant creative directors and creative guys I've ever been around in my life. And I'm like, Chad, why don't I have headphones? And Meech, what did you say? I said, you you should have headphones. You're a grown man. Why don't you have head? Why, why don't you have headphones? And that was in the that was in the email of like make sure you have headphones. And I was like, all right, cool. And I just grabbed one of the numerous headphones that I have. I I don't even know, man. I don't even know. But you are so much cooler than I am, and and you know, I'm living through you right now. So look, we got to get started the right way. Every conversation at the podium, uh, we've got to run you through four quick questions. Number one, what is your favorite color? Blue. I love you. What's your favorite <laughs> afternoon snack? Um, Jason Tatum uh, Ruffles. They're uh, flaming hot barbecue. Or pickles, <laughs> like dill pickles. Love it. Jackie Kuhn, did you hear that? Meech loves pickles. Jackie's my dear friend. She she cans pickles. She's she's a genius at it, and she always gives us some a couple times a year. Number yeah, I think three, I have like a liter of pickles. No, you don't. I will send you a picture of it when I go. <laughs> I promise I have like a lead. Like I have two of them. It's not a lead. It's a gallon. I have a gallon of pickles. Uh, uh, I believe you. <laughs> Number three, favorite childhood superhero. Um, I think Spider-Man was my favorite childhood superhero. I had him on a lot of cakes. A lot of Love cakes. Love it. But, I, but does Scooby-Doo count? He's not super- Everybody counts. Yes, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo is definitely and that kind. If that counts, Scooby Doo. Down. First time I heard that. I love it. <laughs> Fourth, last question. So everyone, everyone's got either a soundtrack or a record or a specific track that they love or artist. Mm-hmm. Mine has forever been Cypress Hill 
when they released Skull and Bones in 2000 and they came out with the track Rock Superstar because I think it speaks to (laughs) any child that dreams big and has aspirations in their life that they're willing to work hard for. So that's mine. And so what's yours? Mine is Earn by Childish Gambino. What? Yeah. Say more. It's one, of the most, it's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. Explain it. It's it, Oh, my God. Let me look up the lyrics. Let me look up the lyrics. But that whole album, he made an album called... Um, he made an album called Because of the Internet. And I discovered Charles Gambino <laughs> when I was like moving into uh, high school. And that's when he was like moving from being a writer on 30 Rock and acting in community. Oh, and, yeah. And he yeah, left yeah. that and being a comedian and being an actor, he started like rapping and everybody like, can't rap. And he was singing, everybody's like, he can't sing. So like the first couple of tapes, his voice is like, and eh. the first album, his voice is like, and eh. then the second one, he dropped so many songs where he just like singing so beautifully. But uh, he that that part of the uh, that song he wrote a screenplay for the album, and so if you read the screenplay and you play certain songs, yeah, uh, as you're reading the screenplay, it matches to like uh, the duality of it being an album, but it also matching to like the score of a, a movie. And I think the part which in that song is being played the kid is like remembering his father, like his father who passed away, who he used to like be scared, scared of. He's like a, a part of the lyric. He says like, tell him I'm not afraid of. Him. And it just, it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful song. That's good. And why does that hit for you? Um, I think just at that time frame, that was the first concert I went to. Yeah. And when he started singing that, I'd never been to a concert before. Like I said, prior to that time, but it was always, it was loud. The entire time I always sing every, so every lyric. But when he started singing that, there was no lights, there was no phones up, it was just quiet. And like for a moment, I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to touch people. Like to where there, no one's talking, no one's doing anything, they're just listening. Yeah. A room full of thousands of people are just listening to you. Uh, we, you know, we, uh, you just made me think of something. We, we often speak about the power of intentionality. And, 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 you know, my family, I mean, Samantha oftentimes challenges me with being incapable of shutting my brain off and really being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that's what's being in the moment, you know, must've felt like. Yeah, most definitely. Like, I don't even think I have any photos of that day. I have one video that my brother recorded of me and my best friend, like rapping the music and like that. You're so dialed you know, in. You're so locked in, you know, and it's like, I, I never forget that day. I remember everything about it you know i remember the outfit i wore i remember everything you know so it's just like ah that day was crazy but that song that album like is like a soundtrack to my life uh i can like live in that album i love that thanks for sharing that of course so let me um your instagram bio (laughs) i'm I'm like i love it you know aside aside from your you know again we've got to we've got to actually have that cook-off uh, cause I'm not a hundred percent certain that, uh, that we're at the same level, if you know what I mean of cooking. Uh, yeah, I know but- you've just been doing it longer, but it's, it's <laughs> concerning. It's concerning for you of how, how I've surpassed you. Uh, you're a bad friend. You're a bad <laughs> friend. Just cause I got 20 on you. 
Hey, so it says, I've no idea what I'm doing. Watch me figure it out. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of figuring it out. That's what all, that's all we are ever doing, you know, um, regardless of, like, who you are, what you come from, or what you believe in. Like, at the end of the day, you're just figuring out your place in this world, and that's forever changing. You know, at some point, my, my bio was, like, YouTuber, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, oh, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Wow. Right. But I don't know. I'm in this limbo right now of like, oh, I really love cooking. Do I want to make a cooking book? Do I be a YouTube cooker? Do I want to have a cooking channel? Oh, I really like reading books. Do I want to start a library? Like, and I have all these interests and it's like, well, what am I? And it's like, well, I'm, I'm just Demetrius. Like that's, you see it's above my name is this and I'm all these things, but I'm really just figuring out who I am myself before I can like let the world know. Luckily for you, you get to see it. Like you get to see it as I'm figuring it out. Well, and I, I think you know, I, 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 I do love it when you cook. I love it when you talk shit about how good of a cook you are, and like <laughs> how much, how much people wish they were in your home eating what you know the most recent creation. One of the things that I always think about, I was like, man, if this guy ever goes down that tangent of cooking, the one thing I would say as like a big brother to you is that you can't have that perfect kitchen. Like, don't be running one of those cooking shows where everything's perfect. It's perfectly diced already. It's already like in these perfect oh, no. containers. Like, I want to see the war <laughs> that happens to create an incredible meal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, yeah, the type exactly, of, yeah. that's the cooking show I want to watch. So come out with that one. Yeah, because it's not realistic. My my house doesn't look like that. Like when I'm cooking, it, it's crazy because I just I'm everywhere and I always forget. Like my mind's always moving. So I forget to put like everything, you know how they say cook it, like clean as you cook. I'm so bad with cleaning as I cook because I'm like, oh, I want to try this. And now I'm watching. I just I just sit and watch the food cook because I'm so like excited about it, you know, or then I'm now I'm hosting and I'm talking to people and then I take the chicken out and then I need to make the macaroni, you know, like, all those things. So, yeah, if I ever was to do like cooking book or cooking channel, it would be like that authenticness of it. Like, that's not how real life looks. No one is interested in that either. You know, like people really want to know and see, like, how can I make this in my house while I'm also babysitting a child? Yeah, I love it. So so a couple of things you are actively doing and let me pivot to those. I mean, you matter. I mean, this this idea, this this global apparel and clothing line the idea of that came from somewhere and I'm trying to dig at, I'm trying to dig deep into where this possibly originated from. Can you tell us that story uh, and, and, and tell us what keeps you, what keeps you dropping stuff like you did this past month where I, I mean, you sell out within like a day or two of everything you've created. Um, well, like I learned, taught myself how to graphic design when I was really young. And that was my like media. That was like the only medium I knew besides writing to like express things or just like creatives that like show was in my mind. And at a point, I'm like, people aren't gonna buy these. Like, you're not gonna buy this and print it out. So how can I make my art? How can I make a profit off of the art that I have, which is digital, like making it into a physical thing? And so the only thing I think of was shirts because everybody some form of clothing. And so I started like doing designs like that. And so that became like a thing that I always knew I could communicate my ideas with. 
it's like fast forward to me like dealing with my depression, dealing with my like not really knowing like how to get it out or release. I was making like YouTube videos and mine's like comedy skits. And that was just a form of me being able to like take the little bit of good I saw in there, like the way I viewed the world and just like being able to like laugh at it, you know? And that kind of kept me float for a while, but that's just like putting a, a mask over it. And at a point mm-hmm. like that mask starts to wear off. And I needed to be honest with what I was dealing with. And I, it started at home. It started with me being honest, like my family, my mom, my brother, uh, about what I was dealing with. But through me talking, it was very hard at first too, because like they didn't understand. And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm, I'm 14. I don't know how to explain to you what's going on. I'm just telling you this is how it feels. I don't know why. I don't know how to help myself. I don't, I don't know what to do. Y'all are the adults. Y'all help me. We can help each other as a team. But then I realized, like, after we, you know, like, I communicated more and more and more, I kept talking. Because they were people that truly cared about me, um, I was able to have that clear line of communication. And it, I actually started to feel better. I started to feel like I wasn't mm-hmm. so alone, at least in those four walls. And um, that's what let me know that the importance of, like, communicating not just the good things, but the bad things was. And so later that translated to me not just making comedy skits, but me also be like, hey, I am doing horrible in school right now. I don't know if I'm going to college. I'm failing all of my classes. I'm I'm on audit, which is like when you miss school so much that you have to perform a certain degree on your final to even get a credit for the class. Um, but then, you know, the, the pressures of high school are just crazy because it's 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 you're going to college. Like, that's the feeling that it has. There's no other, like, they don't talk to you about, like, well, what if you, you don't want to do that? And especially the things I was doing, like, it was so unheard of. I was on a social media app. At the time, I was getting paid, you know, like, to be on an app. But I can't tell somebody what that's going to look like in three years. I don't know how that's going to look. And and to turn out, like, Vaughn got deleted a year after I graduated high school, you know? And so I just felt all this pressure for where I became, like, really, really, really depressed. But that senior year after high school is like some of the craziest feelings I've ever had because you just look around you and everybody you have spent the last four years with are either doing this, doing that, or like not doing anything at all. You kind of compare yourself. I never found myself comparing myself to these, like the people I knew, but I just felt like I had nothing to show for what I wanted to do. You know, I'm thinking like in four mm-hmm. years when you got a diploma, like what will I show people I, I've been doing my time? Mm-hmm. And so I was just coming like really like down on myself for like the things I was doing. I was like, in comparison to you going to college and going off and like, you know, when I'm looking at it in the physical world, I just make these six second videos, you know, like what really is this? If, this, if someone takes this app away from me, what do I have to show for my work? And, uh, or like the internet crash today, what do I have to show for all the things I've been doing? And I was like trying to like reassure myself and i was like right now like all these things like your art matters your poetry matters your words matter your feelings matter and then as i'm writing it down like at the end of it like i come back to it a few days later I'm like, oh these are like the makings of myself like yeah you matter like yes not just a part of you like you matter yes and then um like i said the way i was able to communicate all of my feelings and like things i wanted uh and the thinking was with clothing and so i just put on a t-shirt at first I was just wearing it for myself and the people liked it, so I sold it. And then I, I like hoodies a lot. Like, even right now, I, I'm rare, very used to be. I'm very rarely without 
something long sleeve on. <laughs> I don't think you've ever just seen me just t-shirt. Hey, I want everybody to know every time he walks into this firm, everybody's in blue suits and white shirt and he's coming in <laughs> in sweats. Straight up sweats, baggy sweats, baggy hoodie, you know, rubbing his eyes. It's like noon. And I'm like, I'm getting ready to have lunch. He's like, I'm getting ready to have breakfast. <laughs> we get a job done, though. We get it done. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, like, so for me, hoodies are like a comfort thing. Because like, say right now, I put this hood on. You can't see anything. But like, my yeah, eyes, you know, like I could kind of hide it. Like the same what you do with a blanket, like. On a, on, a, on a cold day, you just kind of put the blanket on. It keeps you protected from outside. And that's kind of like the feeling I have with hoodies. So I did again. I made the hoodies for myself as it became like winter. Uh, and like my uncle had passed away. And I just, I just, I just was getting back to a very bad spot. And then people saw it, the hoodies, and they gravitate towards the hoodies even more. Cause that's when I put like my own like mantras on it. Like the stuff I put in the sticky notes on like your mental health, your art, your, all these things. Um, on the wrist, uh, I feel weak by an arm strong. Like, these are all like things that I told myself first before I ever told the world. And it just from there has been growing because people realize uh, and hopefully are like seeing how much stronger and better like you could be when you share the things that you thought made you weak. And 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 obviously this is not This is not an uncommon reality. Oh no, for, no, no, for humanity, right? I mean, there's been this. Um, I, you know, I just, I think, I think about just the environment I grew up in. You know, boys don't cry, and you know, feelings like what are feelings, right? Like we just we grind. We, you know, we we're we're full of grit, and you know, yeah, we, you know, we're 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 tough. I mean, we're like, hey, you know what? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, you think about like, I even think about how many times I used to like acknowledge uh, my childhood crew as like, you know, the knockaround gang. Like, yeah, this is what was, you know, like what we're supposed to be rough boys that are tough, that don't have feelings, that don't cry, that don't, blah, 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 blah. you know, the list, the list, the list. <laughs> and then we become adults and, and, and maybe even some of us get married and maybe even some of us have children. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, man, this is screwed up. Like we are <laughs> perpetuating a vicious cycle of insanity. Yeah, it was definitely right. And, and now, and now all of a sudden you matter is something that I'm just, I'm seeing in everywhere. I'm seeing with celebrities, people with, you know, they have a lot of pressure. I'm seeing corporate executives rocket, people with a lot of pressure. I'm seeing pro athletes. I mean, you know that, uh, people with, <laughs> you know, a lot of visible pressure. And it's like, you see a lot of these very high profile, um, overly uh, uh, spoken about, overly glamorized, type positions, roles or realities in the world that have a lot of pressure on them. And you see a lot of the humans behind those roles and those responsibilities wearing, you know, your, your clothing line. And there's probably a reason for that, right? Yeah, most definitely. And that's, that's my favorite part too, is like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like an unspoken language, you know, like you see someone in a United hoodie, it's like either they're dealing with something someone in their life is dealing with something and it's their form of showing them support or they just understand that someone is dealing with something, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's not yeah. it, the, like, I don't make these hoodies to be 
like, oh, you're gonna wear this to the club. You might, you know, but I wear like I wear my hoodie when I go to the mall and I'm and I having too much of a good day. And I see people doing the same thing. And it's like, this is this is your comfort hoodie. This is not, this doesn't have to be the most stylish hoodie that you own. So, you know, and people choose to wear them, they're choosing to like, like almost like a, a sign of like a beacon of like someone else sees this. Even if you don't know the brand, like someone could literally not speak to you and walk past you and read that and just, you know, walk away feeling a little bit better. And someone also could know like everything I stand for, see you. And now y'all are sparking a conversation about like the things they're going to do and things you're going to do. And now you may either make a friend or you just either walk away from a conversation feeling a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Like conversations that you never could have with people because you don't know where they head at. Like this kind of like lets you know what side of the fence they stand on, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, um, I, are you and we've never talked about this, but Robin Williams. Do, do you recognize yeah, that yeah, name, I, the actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love Rob Williams. Man, my grandma just, my grandma actually just told me, I didn't know this. She was like, "Yeah, you used to," because like, I, I haven't been. Able, I don't, I don't sleep well. We talked about this. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, you used to come over, and man, I don't know what you was probably like three or four, and one of these days, you just." Your dad got Mrs. Doubtfire, and you used to love Mrs. Doubtfire. You used to just stay up every night. I want to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. I want to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'm like, Grandma, I, I, as a kid, I like Mrs. Doubtfire. She's like, Yeah. I'm like, I did not know that. I'm like, I thought I found that movie like later on in my like teenhood, yeah. and like loved the movie. I'm like, But I love Robin Williams. She's like, Yeah, you always love Robin Williams. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. There's a uh... I mean, there's just always a reason for everything, right? No, there's always a, always a reason for everything. I, you know, I brought up his name because I, I thought about, I mean, there's this, uh, there's this post I've seen, uh, you know, all over different, cha- you know, social media channels. I, I don't even know if they call that maybe just us old people call it social media channels, but, or these platforms. Right. And on, on Instagram, <laughs> one time I saw this post, uh, with the image of Robin Williams and it really talked about how, um, you know, sometimes the happiest people, man, you know, uh, uh, on the outside, the people who you perceive as the happiest, the the entertainers, the comedians, the people that lift and elevate everyone else in the moment that make everyone else feel better in the moment are people who are crying out saying, man, I just, you know, I just need some of that love myself. Oh, I, just yeah, need a, I just need a little bit of that TLC myself. Like what I'm doing for you, like, man, I just, I wish someone would just do a little bit of that for me my, right now. Most definitely. Yeah. I think like, it's just, it just makes sense, you know? Cause it's like to not, to be so like deprived of that, it either turns you cold or you like, I don't want anyone ever to feel this feeling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like say like when no people doubt. have like bad childhoods, like they either become a bad parent or they're like, my kids, I'm going to be so present for my child. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with um, the people who like feel so empty. Like they try to fill people so like up so much because they're like, look, I don't want you to, ex- I love you so much that I don't want you to feel the same. Yeah. I'm feeling. But it's like, it takes, you have to realize and like see the signs and like really talk to people and pay attention to them to realize like, oh, you're not doing okay. These jokes are kind of too dark. Something is going on with you, you know, like things like that. Uh, but yeah, I definitely do agree with that as well. Like I said, like when I was dealing with stuff, the first thing that made sense to me was comedy. 
Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I mean, like when we when we start talking about these things, you know, I start I start thinking about just the 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 significance and importance of uh, your surroundings, your environment, the people in your circle. You know, we often talk about, hey, audit your circles, man. I mean, they're either, you know, as my good friend Lauren Johnson, you know, Lauren's one of the most brilliant, most wildly talented speakers, inspires of humanity. Uh, she's hosting this insane event uh, that I think either just happened or is coming up. I'm just overstimulated right now as we go to the holiday season. You know, when you <laughs> when you run a sales organization, you're focused on sales metrics at the end of the year. But but Lauren is is just an absolute diamond, and she always talks about being a fountain and not a drain for others. And um, you know, I just, I mean, man, that just, that just sometimes is missing, right? Like other people it? just walking around saying like, man, no, I, I authentically want to be a fountain and not a drain for you. No matter what I'm going through, I want to give that to you. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, 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 most definitely. It's that, and it's crazy because you can feel it too when someone's like being a drain versus like, oh. you feel it, you literally <laughs> feel it. And hey, just so you know, <laughs> as you Boys. get older, you definitely recognize it a lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, that I've, experience. Been, I've been going through that now. Even with me being young, it's like uh, I've always been a lot more mature because of the situations I've had to deal with um, that I like. I just don't have the time for it. Like, yeah, you know, like I can't afford anyone to, to knock me off of my rocker. It's different. It's different when it's me. It's different when like I'm off my A game because I'm tripping. But it's another thing when it's like, oh, you're the reason why I'm not focused. I can't afford that. You're the reason that I don't have any energy. I can't afford that because like it's not just me that depends upon me being OK. You know? Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I love, you know, I I, 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 I love that that's just consistently you. Right. <laughs> I mean, I love that that's just consistently you. And I think about uh, some of the things that, you know, sometimes I think we're very intentional about the content we put out there. And sometimes we're just kind of like, oh, I just thought of this. I'm just going to blast this out. Right. But I think about the root of Demetrius and 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 this, you know, thing that I saw at one point and and Chad reminded me of, which is, hey, the purpose is to spread love and normalize the complexities of the human experience. Oh, you're talking about. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if you put shit out there, you I did your research. It. You and did your research. My eyes in the sky. I, like <laughs> I tell, hey, and you know this. Like I tell Ava and Atlas, I'm like, and, and for those of you that are listening for the first time, Ava is my beautiful 13 year old daughter. Atlas is my beautiful 11 year old son. I use the beautiful <laughs> word to be the umbrella of everything they represent. Uh, not what they physically look like. And I always got eyes in the sky, man. You know that. You're hilarious. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing, though. I think, like, uh, our whole problem is that we're just so disconnected. Um, because of Say more problems. about that. Like, you know, like, love, to me, is the great, like the strongest thing ever. Like, just my love for things, my love for people kind of, like, is my driving force. Like, I love my mother so much that I know I need to have myself together. I love my baby brother so much that I know I want to 
make sure he can be whoever he wants to be. I love my dad so much that I know I want him to be able to retire and be there for my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like all of those things, but like the love shouldn't just like, it's not, it's, 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 it's unlimited. You know what I'm saying? Like I, just because I love my mother this much doesn't mean I can't love someone the exact same amount or more or less. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not like I have this limited amount of love I can get to people. I tell strangers I love them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it doesn't have to mean like, oh, I love you to the moon. I just love you. You know what I'm saying? I love you as a person. I love who you are. Like all of those things. And like, if we showed each other like more love, like genuinely, like didn't hide the things that we felt for each other, then we would be able to like carry that on to a thing. Cause when you think about it, like when someone shows you hate like when someone like ruins your day, it you carry that energy and you take it, it you either absorb it or you transfer it. And it keeps transferring, it keeps transferring. But if you like have this limited, like limit, limitless love that you spread around to people, like it's, they're either gonna absorb it, so they're gonna become better for it, or they're gonna transfer it and transfer it and transfer it and just keeps going around. It's like, um, there's like people that like have like I've met for a second and like I still remember our interaction just off of like them being there, them being like a good person to me, them standing up for me, like as a kid or as an adult, like all these things. And it's like that may have changed the whole trajectory of like how I, my day was going or how I viewed the world, like just things like that. And so uh, then when it when normalizing the complexities of the human experience, that's just a very strong way of saying like we're all human. We all go through the same thing, just on like different planes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's a, there's a certain uh, there's different struggles and different levels of the struggle, but the root of a lot of them are the same. We all are looking to be someone. Like you know what I'm saying? We're all like looking to figure out exactly who we are. Like what fulfills me? What's my purpose here? You know what I'm saying? Like just because someone else's purpose is different doesn't mean like they or they're closer to it doesn't mean there's gonna not gonna be a day where like man, do I actually love doing what I'm doing? How mm -hmm. am I trapped mm -hmm. in what I'm doing? Like, mm -hmm. did I go to college and waste my time? Did I, should mm -hmm. I have went to college? Like, mm -hmm. should I have got this mortgage with this house? Like, mm -hmm. should I have got her debt ready? Like all of these things, like, should I have little, went a little easier on my son? Like, is that why my son doesn't talk to me? Like things like that, there's so much like just common emotions because we have the same makeup. You know what I'm saying? But within you put us in different circumstances and that's why it changes things. But at our root, we're all the, the same. And I think if we realize like when you shake away a lot of the things that like are variables that change, you would see like we're all so close to each other and we're all so much more alike and we're all so connected. <sighs> Damn. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack that. Uh, one, Jennifer Harmon, I love you too, very much. You know that. Uh, number two, I'm glad you got the mortgage because we're neighbors now. Um, number three, love. What? Describe what that is from an experiential perspective if the person is someone that Demetrius Harmon loves. So if you love someone, what do they like experience from you? Um, they experience my time, first and foremost. My time is the most important thing to me because 
I don't, I, I can't get it back. You know what I'm saying? Like they experienced my time in a fashion of me having a conversation. It's never like I rush to get out the phone. I would talk to people I care about in the shower if they need me. You know what I'm saying? I will hop out the shower if they need me. You know, I will, I will come over and be there for you. They experience every form of like every love language for me, like whatever they need for me is what they would get, you know? So like, I think the one I do the most is acts of services. Like, you know, we talk about me cooking. I I, I, I love cooking for myself, but yeah. there's always people, like I always post them, but there's always a gang of people over, you know, like that's like me, like, let me make sure you eat something good. And like, let me make sure that you like are eating food that was prepared with love. Cause I feel like that makes a difference as well. Like the energy you put into the food, you're digesting it. hundred percent. Things like that. Um, gifts, of course, like my assistant, but he's like one of my best friends named Jawad. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> when I realized that we were really good cause we went to high school together. When I realized we were like really good friends. I was in LA. I still didn't live here yet. We still were just like really good friends. We weren't even best friends or anything like that. Like I didn't talk to him every day, but he was always kind to me. He was always cool with me. Uh, I think he needed a controller for his, uh, he's a producer. So he needed like a controller. I think it was like $600. And I think he was still in high school. And I was like, I just got it for him. Like not Christmas, not anything. I just got it for him yeah. showed up and dropped off at his house. But like things like that of like, okay, like how can I help you get closer to your dreams? Like things that you want to do, like things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom, like trying to like think like, how can I help her? Like my dad, like, you know what I'm saying? Like showing up for him and like, you're tired, all right, cool. Like I will help you with the baby or like, I love you so much. And like letting people know that every day, like I conf- I like I confirm, I try my best to confirm like what that love means to my life. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's like you being there for celebrations, like being included. Cause I like know what it feels like not to be included in things or feel like you don't place, like your place in someone's life isn't value. So I always try to like, when I have, when something go good for me, I'm like, this is not just like my mine only. This is, this is us, this is where, exactly we're one, you know what I'm saying? So like, uh, but I was raised like that though. You know, like I was raised to be like, this is, this family is, 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 is like you're protected. And so like once I realized like your family isn't just who you're born with, like you also can like people come in um, so whoever I look at and I'm like, this is my family and I like must do right by them. I must protect them at all costs. Like I do my best to just make sure that if it's in my power, like I can, I give them everything I got every day. Samantha and I often talk about, um, uh, you know, being someone's advocate, mm-hmm. you know, what does it look like to be someone's advocate, <clears throat> you know, to be somebody who you know, holds them up in prayer, even when they don't know it, when they, you know, you are pouring out positivity about them in rooms and conversations they'll never be in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody who takes that phone call and, and says, Hey, I got to take a shower, but I'm on, I'm on the line with you right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And what does it really look like to be someone's advocate? Um, I love the fact that you mentioned, I can, love my mother to this unbelievable extent of like infinity and beyond. And I can still give that same amount of love to someone else. And that doesn't shortchange my mother. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, like say if you were a billionaire, you can't get two people, a billion, two people, individual billions of dollars. You have an amount, you know, but with love, it's, you literally, 
like you can't measure it you can't scale it you know you can give everybody everything you want to give them it's just a matter of how does this person want to be loved and just figuring that out and then meet, meeting the requirements why are you looking at me like this because i love it man <laughs> it's, it's dope. I mean, it's it's just, you know, like, look, I usually have conversations only about business. I've not even asked you a business question. <laughs> Would you like uh, to ask me a business question? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I should. <laughs> but these things are, I mean, I guess they can be applied to it too, you know? Well, it's everything, right? I mean, we talk about it. I mean, look, yeah. We, we all say, or many people say the right thing, like, oh, you've got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of someone else. But how many of us are really doing that, yeah, right? And, and, and it takes a tremendous amount of courage. You know, you, you've said this on many interviews and look, I, I, I adore you for it. I mean, I just, you really like, watch, are you watching these interviews? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this guy is talking about how, like, hey, if I can talk about the good stuff, why can't I talk about the bad stuff? Right. Yeah. If I can it? celebrate the wins, why can't I, you know, speak about the losses and, and the pain and probably, you know, the, the adversity of, of, uh, of that reality? I, 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 I think it's so powerful to encourage, enable, and empower others to say what they're really thinking. As you know, excuse me, as you know, I walk around the floor and I walk around meetings and I walk around buildings and I walk around interacting with people. And it's like, Hey, how are you doing? And everybody's like, Oh, good, 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 good. Why is good? Everybody's not the answer? <laughs> I'm like, no, it sucks. I gotta say, I had a bunch of meetings. I took them from home this morning. I walk upstairs, showered and ready to go with my You Matter sweatshirt, my hoodie. I think I'm going to say goodbye to my wife. My wife is off and running off with her day. And I look at our friend Lisa, who helps run our home, and she's like, no, Samantha left. And I, that that sucks. And, yes, you know, friend. I'm like, why does everybody always, like, you don't have to say good. You don't want to infringe on anybody else, you know. That's Say like that. It, it go deeper on that. Like it's it's that feeling of like you know I don't want to be a burden because you're not because 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 the thought is like you know you're you're meeting with a stranger like you're speaking to a stranger or even somebody you see like in class. Um, like how you doing? You don't really mean how am I doing? You just you know it's the same as thing as hello. But then it's like think about it. Imagine if I actually am not saying you specifically, but I actually am actually how are you? You know, like I played a game with my friends. I played a video game with my friends a lot. And uh, one of them got on. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, y'all. I was like, how you doing? And he's like, who just asked me that on property? I'm like, me. I'm like, I'm serious. How you doing? And he's like, oh, you know, I just chilling, like, had work, yada, yada. Uh, kind of was a bad day. I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, we on a game now, though. At least we're here. You know, like things like that. But I really care. But it's like, you got to recognize I, if he just said, okay, I recognize. How many people probably ask him that blanketed question, you know? So then I go to like, oh, how was your day? If when I say how you doing, or like how has your day been? It's like kind of forces you to get out of the instant uh response of just good, you know. Is there real value? Is there real value in being able to verbally articulate like articulate, articulate 
the issues that we're struggling with without asking someone to try to solve them for you? Is yes. there value? Yes, yes, yes. Expand. Yes. Oh Why? my God. I don't, anytime I'm talking to anybody about the problems I'm dealing with, I don't need you to solve them. I don't need, I don't, I don't need anything from you. I'm just talking. Cause I've been yeah. talking to myself all day about it. I don't even need you to say anything. This is the form <laughs> of venting. This is what I need. And that's the thing too. Like I tell people a lot, like talk to yourself, you know, like verbally, just cause it gets it out. If you're just thinking in your head, it, it doesn't make sense. But when you like speak it verbally, it's kind of like writing it down and you kind of make a lot more sense of it. But uh, you should like, you, you don't have to expect people to solve a problem. And if you're the person listening, you shouldn't always feel like this person is talking to me because they need answers. Maybe they just want to be heard. Dude, I mean, that is the single greatest like human desire and craving is to be listened to and understood, which look, I'm going to because Samantha's going to listen to this in a week. <laughs> like she knows that I have tr- I, I'm I'm like the the I'm like the major league baseball player that bats 200 at that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like high enough to stay on a team low enough to sometimes be questioned. But here's what I will say. I, I, I really appreciate how candid and transparent you're being about that because I struggle with the fact that I'm like you. And I think that's, I, I think that's like one of our bonds being decades apart and having just met in, 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 you know, since my move to Michigan, but like, I love people, man. I want good for everybody. I'm and not malicious. I'm not you malicious. Wanna, you want to help. Oh, I, I care. I'm not trying to solve people's problems all the time, but when I say, Hey, how you doing? Like you actually being authentic in that moment, that doesn't burden me. A burden, a burden <laughs> is, hey, I've not talked to you in 10 years. Can you pay this bill for me? Yeah, that's different. That's that's a completely different, like, that's completely different experience. So I, I, I really appreciate what you said. And I want to clarify, like, to me, you know, if we're walking around and we're saying, hey, how are you? And you know the type of human we are. It's because we really want to know how you are. And, and you know what, a you know what, like a burden is or shortchanging us is, is lying about who, how you are. Yeah, most definitely. And it, that's the thing too. It's like, you know, it's, it's, you can't ever pressure anyone talking about things because it's all on their pacing, but it'd be like, come on, you know, I know you're better than that. I see your whole energy off. Usually walking here, give me a big hug. You came in here, you didn't even take your shoes yeah. off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm noticing yeah. all these things. Oh, yeah. I gotta ask you how you doing because yeah. I'm just talking. Something's wrong with you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like things like that, man. But yeah, I think too, like with me, um, and probably you too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm solution oriented. I don't, I don't care about the problem. I don't care to talk about the problem way more. You're trying to dissect the problem, why the problem is the problem, how the problem got here. I'm trying to figure out how to get that solved. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always first to like, to, to, to jump into action. But with that being said, a lot of times when like, uh, when it's like more like intimate relations, whether it's your mom, whether, you know, like people who actually are in your life, when they just need to be heard, it's like, you want the best for them. So you don't want to like, um, 
it's hard to watch and be like, you need to figure this out for yourself or you don't even need me to fix something. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're in like a position of like certain things that, that they need that they need done, you could just handle yourself quickly, but it's like, you can't interrupt their journey. And they're not talking to you sometimes to even like have you do that. They're just talking to you for you to be an ear. And it's like, would you rather do all these things that they didn't ask you to do, tire yourself out, or just lend them your ear and that take like 10% of your energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and and they walk away feeling fulfilled and they don't feel like they owe you. No one ever feels like they owe you anything for you being an ear to them. No one ever feels like, they just, they're just grateful. They're like, I'm so appreciative that you're here. You know what I'm saying? But once you get all the politics of like, I paid for this and did this for you. And it's like, you're counting uh, favors, but it's, it's, it's never too hard to like, just stop speaking and listening to people. But when you talk, you can't hear anything but yourself. So it's like you just gotta be quiet and let the person talk. Yeah, you know, I, I um um I when you just said counting favors, man, I mean that really hit home for me. I'm gonna digress for a second. I mean, you know, <laughs> Ava, um um and you know, she she's you know, she's a a, a Meech fan and um she came home from a uh, our Sunday service on a week where I could not attend. Samantha mm-hmm. and I had a divide and conquer. I can't even remember now. I, I mean, I do. I am getting old. Uh, I think Atlas had a game. And so Atlas and I went one way and Samantha and Ava went a different direction. They went to Sunday service and she came home and we, we always talk about it. We always talk about service. Like what was the message? What were the nuggets? What do we take away? Is there something we can you know, do better as a family, individuals. And she talks to me about how our pastor, Danny Cox, who's a, a just blessing. That's what I'll call Danny, a blessing in this world. And Danny spoke on um, the fact that when we are blessed, we have this opportunity to be a blessing for others. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you mentioned about, you know, counting favors, you know, I always, I always like, I get so tore up in that type of like dialogue or that type of perspective that sometimes folks take, because I'm like, well, gifting things to others, it really is a selfish act, right? We give and a lot of times it makes us feel good to give. And so we're giving because we know it makes us feel good. And I also think about like, well, if I continue to be blessed and receive these blessings, it's my responsibility to be that fountain, not the drain, as Lauren Johnson says it. And Mm -hmm. it's my responsibility to be a blessing for others. I'm blessed and therefore I must be a blessing for others. And I just say it. I was going to say that um, this is a thing I I, I thought of because like I'd say that too, like you're blessed or you bless others. Um, or like you like you you weren't blessed and given all these blessings to keep them to yourself. Just take what you need and give what you don't. Um, but in like the in Islam, like one of their pillars, I forget the like what it's called, but like they're like they like are meant to like give money away. Like there's yeah. specific percentage percentage I think of like uh, of their earnings that they that they intend to donate. Like they, they always donate. You know what I'm saying? Like it's literally a pillar in their faith to help. You know what I'm saying? I just always thought that was very like interesting, honorable. You know, like even when I would donate to like um, 
overseas into like relief funds, the option is like, what is this donation for? Is this general donation? And I can't remember the name of it, but then there's another option of like, this is going towards that type of donation, like towards that building. And I just always thought that was interesting that like, in their faith is built in that like, you know, like kind of vague, you, some people kind of vaguely go over things and like, you know, like look after each other, but this is like, no, we're like today and now you give this to people who need it always. And like, that's, if you consider yourself Muslim, then you follow this, you know what I'm saying? That's always, that was interesting. Let's, um, let's finish with a little bit of gratitude. Can we? Yeah, of course. I'm always grateful. All right. So I want to, I want to give a quick shout out myself. I want to give a quick shout out to Mr. David McCuller, Inception, the first mental health gym. Uh, my Samantha and I, I mean, we are religiously obsessed about the content he's putting out. My friend from my days in Chicago, Ryan Mundy, Alchemy Health. Again, so similar to what I see David putting out. Just, I mean, these two guys are just, I mean, they're Jedi's. They're, I mean, they're not fountains. I mean, these guys are, I mean, I don't know. This is like where the dam bursts and the water is out of control and it just takes over an entire civilization type <laughs> of pouring into others. And uh, I got, I just wanted, I wanted to make sure that I acknowledge that because, uh, you know, for me, Meech, you do something similar as those two guys. I mean, the more you continue to push the envelope on these types of conversations that take a lot of courage to have and, the more I know that, um, I mean, we got to just like smother and cover you with love because you're doing a lot of hard work. <laughs> you got, you're doing a lot of hard work for us. You know, you're the one pushing the envelope. You're the one bringing up these discussions. You're the one challenging people to get comfortable being courageous and having a conversation around things that are just typically not welcomed. You know, words like burden. I mean, it just, it pains me when I think that someone in this planet is thinking that they're a burden to others. It's just difficult for me to accept that. And so I'm just really proud of you. I mean, you're an incredible friend. You're an incredible human. Uh, I am your advocate and you know that. And uh, and so I wanted to make sure I shout it out to those two guys before I gave you a bunch of gratitude right now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy though. Cause, cause like people, Including myself, like you feel like a burden sometimes. You're like, I don't want to be a burden to you. Like that word is heavy. To be a burden, like a person, think of a person being a burden, but it's true. And it's like, if something like that is simple, because that thought crosses my mind all the time. It's like, oh, I was, I just did it myself because I didn't want to burden you with it. It's like people think even worse things and feel even worse things. But it's like, it just takes those steps to be able to like honestly communicate that, you know what I'm saying? And break that down, that feeling down, yeah. like reassure people that you're not that, you know what I'm saying? Can I give a business tip that was given yeah. to me when I was, when I was in high school? Yeah. I want, I want you to wrap it up. <laughs> I'm not good at wrap ups, but I have a teacher. Um, I, I, did, I didn't do good in high school because I didn't care about the classes. You're um, born high. I was, yeah. I was, You're born high. <laughs> I was like, these classes are stupid. Um, but the classes I did good at were like uh, econ, business one-on-one, business management, business planning, like all those things. Um, personal finance. But I think my business teacher, his name is Mr. Yoder. He's my favorite teacher ever. He was also my computer teacher, but he did like real estate and all these things like on the side, but he also just like taught at the school. And so like, 
I was a kid in school that would just sleep because like, what are we doing here? You know, like I'm smart enough to pass all these classes, but like, I don't care to hear what you're talking about because you're just gonna hand us like some worksheet. I'm looking at the book and find it. And so Mr. Yoda class is a little bit different because it was like things I was personally like doing. I was literally running a business. I literally like, you know what I'm saying? At the same time. And so what he told me and like, it had nothing to do with business. It was more so like life and like finances, of course. Um, was like never lend anyone any amount of money that you aren't comfortable with never receiving back. And I just always kept that with me. So it's like, if I, if, if, but by the chance that you do not pay me this money back, which has happened a lot to me, am I okay with never seeing that again? Uh-uh. If I can say yes, then all right. And if you do pay me back, cool. But if you don't, I already expected that you never was gonna give it back to me and there are no hard feelings probably never going to give you any more money but i saved myself the issues of just like being upset with you because i never gave you more than i was okay with i i I love that you said that you know i had an incident uh right out of college where um i had a falling out with a childhood friend and uh he took a few things that weren't his and and i was furious and you never met the version of me that's your age now, but I was 255 pounds in an absolute wrecking machine into every room I walked in. And, and I was, I was at one of those points where I wanted to be like a demolition crew to this human. And my older brother, Alex, who literally is like, you know, like a father to me, just the, that influence in my life as a child in, in my younger age, he said to me, you know, he did you a favor because you'll never allow him to be that close to you again. So that that situation will repeat itself. And and now you know who he is. And that's the thing too, because it's like, imagine if that never happened. He shows his true colors to you right now you would have lost way more, you know, much more would be at stake. Yeah. All right. So, Hey, look, (laughs) actor, writer, poet. I didn't say model earlier, but I guess I'll give that to you since you have a clothing and apparel line, creative director, my guy, go ahead. Maybe cuss. (laughs) I was about to cuss. I'm not going to cuss. I'll be modeling other stuff too. What? I'll be modeling other stuff too. I know you do, but I, I gotta give you. I gotta give, Italy, I gotta give you a on. hard time. Stop playing with me. I was in Milan. That's how this how this how works. I mean, you know how we, painful we. it is to love people. Bonjour. You're experiencing That's the French. pain of love. There's no pain in love. Those things do not go together. What they do? They're directly. You know what's crazy? Before yeah. we leave, yeah. This was not a business podcast. I'm happy that we changed the whole format up because we yeah. were just talking about like human humanality. I don't know if that's where I just made it up. I think so. But, you know, the whole purpose of the things that we deal with, and it's crazy that no one thinks about this. Duality is the word to explain the entire human experience. Say more. You know what I'm saying? Right now, it's, it's, there's so many twos. Everything is in twos or fours like and things like that. And so... Right now it's daytime, it's gonna be night. The sun, the moon, they're perfect, they fit together, like those things. 
there's love, there's there's hate, there's light, there's dark, there's all of these things. But like, if there was just light, there you would not know what dark was. Or if there only was dark, you wouldn't know what light is. You know what I'm saying? So like, because of the dark, you appreciate when it's light. Because of the summer and it was really hot, you appreciate when it's winter. But because of the winter, you're like, I can't wait for it to be hot. And there's just so much duality in it. And it's like, we want to live life without the bad things, but you can't because you wouldn't care and appreciate the good things so much. You know what I'm saying? If you never have been in like in a bad relationship before, not to say that you need one, but if you never like felt the feeling of like, this is not what true love is. When you find like true love, you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. And so it's like, it's the yin and the yang of things. Like there, there's, there's always a little bit of, of like bad and the good. And there's always a little bit of the good and the bad because they need each other. The Sigma, man. <laughs> Capturing it. Meech, it's always good being with you, man. Of I mean, course. look, at the, at the end of the day, um, there are so many gifts you have. I hope you have one of the long, longest runways ever, man. I mean, you are definitely a part of the rising tide that's elevating the other boats. Um, thankful for your friendship and the relationship we have. I'm thankful for this conversation. I think this is like conversation <laughs> 1.0 of like 50. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, at some point I got to talk to you about the business. Business. <laughs> so we're going to have to come back for a 2.0 if you agree. And at, the, at the end of the day, man, um, nothing but love for you and your family, for Jennifer, for your siblings, your father, uh, your business, and all the people that it impacts and influences. For those of you catching this now, Demetrius Harmon, Meech, actor, writer, poet, model, creative director, founder of You Matter, You Matter University, yes. scholarships, five $10,000 scholarships to young, deserving uh, young adults here in the Michigan and, and greater Detroit community. Uh, Detroit's own Dearborn High, Demetrius Harmon. Love you, brother. 